try something new. Now's the time. Uh, so if you're a leader and you've been wondering when you can make your impact, you know, here it is. Maybe this is the kick in the ass that, you know, 25 year old software company needs to modify. Maybe this is the kick in the ass um, the education industry needs to uh, get up to speed with technology, right? Um, maybe this is the time for some big action. Welcome to the Wits Podcast. We are here with a longtime friend and associate and trainer with Wits, Stephen Friedman. Stephen is a skilled and recognized executive coach, facilitator, and educator at Schulich School of Business. First Zoom uh, podcast, and we want to bring our very special friend and colleague and expert, Stephen Friedman, back to talk to us a little bit about how we deal with anxiety during these uncertain times. And, you know, if you've listened to the previous podcast, you might have heard Stephen talk about this topic before, but he's definitely a dude we want to listen to and we want to get some insight and some thought on, on how we can now start to navigate these uh, upcoming weeks during these, again, uncertain times. So, Stephen, welcome. I'm thrilled to have hey, you here. I'm so happy to be here. You know, it's amazing how much we've been seeing each other, especially given uh, the circumstances. And uh, as we were talking about before, just off off uh, broadcast, we discussed how maybe we've seen each other a little bit more than we're, than we're used to and than would have otherwise. So that's lovely. But it's nice. It's nice. And, you know, I think the world is, has, uh, you know, done a 180 and, you know, over the last few weeks. And um, we're now at the stage where we want to start to look at what are we going through and what are some of the things we can start to do. So we're probably not going to run a full episode of about an hour today. We'll probably get, you know, done in the next about 20 minutes. But I wanted to ask you really one important question and have a conversation around it, which is, how do we deal with anxiety during these uncertain times? And I'm going to start that thought by saying, and we spoke about this a little earlier, which is everything we read starts with uncertain times. And as a human being, one of the things I look for is certainty, right? Predictability. And in some cases, that's also what is contributing to my anxiety. So why don't we start with the question of, give us a, an overview of what anxiety is, what it isn't, and really maybe sort of the one-on-ones of anxiety. So anxiety is a, is a term that is used uh, for, to both describe a real uh, sort of diagnosed disorder uh, or two, uh, as well as sort of a generic term that's used by a lot of people to describe what I might call stress or stress slash anxiety. So what is it? It is uh, an experience uh, that human beings have psychological, physiological, and sometimes behavioral outcomes as a result of not being able to or having a challenge coping with an external stressor. In other words, something that is outside of you that, uh, that might be real. It's not, you know, it's not about real or not real, but something that causes you to have a need to cope and the extent to which you're able to cope um, would be a measure of how well you can manage your anxiety. It's a very common experience. It's a required experience for our ability to react. Um, and it can also be problematic for a lot of people. And I think that's what people are describing when they discuss anxiety. So let me ask you a question, you know, knowing the, the way a, a child develops, when, do you know what age we start to learn how to deal with anxiety and, and you know, where, where this comes right, into right away because the ability of a, of a baby to be able to soothe themselves when they're wanting something thumb or breastfeeding or feeding or bottle feeding or whatever whatever it is um, the need to satiate that 
<clears throat> and the ability and resourcefulness of a small child, no one seemed to be able to, to soothe themselves as the beginning of being able to cope uh, mm -hmm. with an external stressor. Well, you know, you just said something, and maybe this is, this is because what I wanted to get with you today, uh, do with you today was really take a very complicated topic, which, as you said, the word anxiety is thrown around left, right, and center. And, you know, there are a, there is a percentage of the population that is diagnosed with, with, with uh, severe or clinical anxiety. Um, and the rest, we are using the word to describe stress. And stress is a very important thing for us to go through in life. Without stress, we don't build resilience. 100%. And you're right, you know, as a child, as a baby, we learn to soothe ourselves because as parents, this is what we're taught to do, which is the baby must learn to soothe. And maybe this is a little bit of an exercise. We all need to sort of imagine ourselves as these, as these babies again and figuring out what are some of the things we need to do to soothe ourselves. So, you know, that can sort of segue nice. us into tools. What are some of the soothing tools? What are some of the things we can use to help navigate this world of anxiety? But this is a this is a family program, right? So it's a family program. Okay, family. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so I, I got three things that I think uh, are are important and realistic that we can consider in a time like this, in terms of being able to to manage our anxiety a little bit better, no matter how we uh, experience it. <clears throat> the first one is something you and I have talked about before, which is working at presence. Uh, what does presence mean? It means learning how to um, live uh, as much as you can in the controllable now. Um, now, I know that that is an exercise that is very challenging for people. It's something that we have to learn how to do. Meditation is one of the ways of doing it. Um, but it takes a lot of practice. Um, but I think that, um, you know, when I think about presence in this context, I think about the idea that you know, in reality, as a lot of us know, there wasn't a lot of certainty all along um, in any regard, really. I know it feels a lot different, and I don't want to be one of those people who says, nah, man, let's, you know, and it is a big deal. But the truth is there's some reflection that we can have on the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty in all aspects of many people's lives, and that um, it might be worthwhile to think about how we can focus on the present uh, learning how to meditate, learning a musical instrument, uh, all these kinds of things are wonderful ways of doing that, as well as maybe even just exercise, a uh, quiet time. Um, which brings me to my let's, second let's, point. Let's, yeah. let, before yeah. we go to number two, let's just let's spend some time on presence. So, you know, uh, you know, again, one on one, this for me, like, what, what what is being present? Does that mean I'm really paying attention and listening to someone? Does it have more to do with me and like my 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 time? Like, like, what is presence? Well, it doesn't mean productivity. Let me okay. tell you that first out of the gate. Um, I think a lot of people think they transfer this thing into what am I doing and what am I accomplishing? Um, and I'm not so sure that that's important um, all the time. Presence really has to do with the notion that you're not either A, worried about something that you're uncertain of in the future, or B, ruminating about something in the past when mm -hmm. some other experience is before you. So I tell my students this all the time for the classroom. 
is your ass and your head in the same place at the same time? <laughs> That's a big part of presence. <laughs> well, now, you know, yeah. I, I, I it doesn't mean you should stick your head up your ass, though. It doesn't mean that. Right. right. But it does right. mean that, you know, if you're in a room with a person, your mind should, you should try to focus on being, having your mind be in the room with that person at the same time. I think that's a simple exercise that people can try. You won't get it right away, but the exercise comes in the pulling yourself back all the time. That's where mm. the meditation is. That's where the presence is. So the presence, and, and you just answered it. I mean, the word has been thrown around a lot, but you, but I heard you say, I'll paraphrase it, which is stop worrying about shit from yesterday and stop thinking about tomorrow for right now. Not forever to later on, you can worry about shit tomorrow and think about, but right now, just, and you have to interrupt that process, right? It's about catching yourself in the moment because I think we hear these terms, which is let's be present and everyone tries to do it, but then they start to fault themselves and their anxiety levels go up again when they're unable to. So, you know, one of the tricks that I do is, is, is I keep alerting myself to literally listen right? Which is, you know, lean into it. I, I started to drift, come back to the conversation, look at the person's exactly. face, just really conscious little things. And the other thing I heard you say there, which is fantastic. And we talk a lot about this, which is all of this shit is just exercise. It's just practice, right? Yeah. Not about waking up fucking tomorrow and being present. It's about going tomorrow. I'm going to practice all day, just catching myself when I'm drifting off. Right. I actually yeah. had a client earlier. I did a coaching session with, and it's funny doing coaching sessions during through zoom exclusively now, because sometimes they were on mm-hmm. the phone. Sometimes they were live, but on zoom on video, you notice things and you notice people's you eyes. Right. And as he's talking to me, I watch his eyes drop and they're going left and right. And I'm like, what are you doing right now? He's like, oh, sorry, I've just had to check something. Right. So bad practice, but yeah. Okay. So tip number one, be present. And part of what might help you be present is the effort of meditation. Is that step two or is that tip number two? No, no, no. That's part of one still. And I would say that a big part of that is about the step number two is about uh, at some level, and I'm sure anyone watching can, can maybe see this, yeah. um, at some level, presence is really just about keeping a realistic calendar, you know? Oh. I mean, even as much as saying, I'm going to set aside these three hours to work for work, well, go ahead and worry about work. Think about the future during your three hours that you scheduled, if that's the way, you know, if you need to do that, and some people do. But the point is, whatever you've made a commitment to do in your mind, make sure you're doing that thing. You're attending to that thing, that relationship, that task, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. So it's not presence. I don't want people to ever think of presence is always just a matter of meditation is wonderful. It works for me. Um, but for a lot of people, it's, you know, it's not just this um thing. Presence is just, if I made a commitment to be in a workshop, uh, in a coaching session, uh, cooking with the kids, going out for a walk, maybe I ought to be there for that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to this is my second point now, very well related to this, is the idea of realistic expectations of ourselves during this crisis. You know, the idea that presence is about, oh, no, now I've got to learn a new language. And these are wonderful things to do. There's nothing wrong with this. Um, set up your new cool studio with your 
overpriced Amazon <laughs> mic, you know, um, and these are wonderful things, but not everybody can do those things. And um, so presence also means being able to have realistic expectations of yourself. You don't have to start a new business and, um, you know, reinvent the inter the internet and uh, invent an, a, a new iPad to be able to <laughs> to be able right. to, uh, to to be um, present or or useful during a time like this. Um, especially if you're somebody who doesn't get a lot of time to cook, uh, spend time with your family, um, you know, do a mundane tasks, clean your office like I don't. Um, then maybe those are the kinds of things, those are the kinds of expectations. So as we were talking about, how do you manage uncertainty? Create some uncertainty. Create, hmm. Sorry, create some certainty. Create okay. some certainty. Small, <laughs> no, the uncertainty is already there. Now, create some, some small little certainties, like uh, something we talked about before, which was, I know I'm going to make a really great pizza for the family tonight. I like that. I really like that. And, and you know, I think the best part that you said there, which was – it's something that I think we can all do, which is start to manage our schedules a little more, call it restrictively and critically, which is what am I doing? Where am I spending my time tomorrow? Again, it's not negating your roles and responsibilities at work, right. but it is around being very purposeful and intentional about what you're scheduling yourself to do. And the truth to it is if as human beings, we were... Uh, we were, uh, um, uh, if we had the will enough, mm -hmm. we wouldn't need schedules and traffic lights or alarm no, clocks. No, no, we would just exactly. wake up or we would just show up where we needed to be. But we require these tools as human beings to tell us where to be and when to go and when to get up. And I think we need to adopt some of those practices into this crazy uncertain time that we're living. So I love the fact of like scheduling yourself that. I started doing that this week. I, I've blocked time for learning time, reading time, writing time, family time, team time, work time. And it's all yeah, really broken up in these different categories. I love to, I want to give people, you know, if you can, for, for what it's worth, give you permission to say, and I can put those at any damn time sort of that I want. You know, my son who's in a, granted it's not a public school, but He's at, a, he's at a school, they're doing the school by Zoom, he's in grade 12, and his teacher said, we're not starting class till 10, even though it's supposed to start at nine. Now, of course, the kids are all thrilled, but um, the idea is that this person has the, you know, is able to say, you know, he's got two little kids at home. So yeah. starting at nine o'clock with two little kids at home and his wife who's not working, it's simply out of the question, right? right? He's not going to be able to do that. So, you know, giving people permission to say, you know, my, maybe my work time's at 10 to 12 p.m. I think that's a great idea to also think about things like if your industry is changing, how can you modify um, uh, the kinds of things that you're thinking about doing after this with the kinds of mm -hmm. visions you have for yourself, your career vision? Yeah, yeah. And we can talk about that next time. Yeah, I think we should talk about that next time. And I heard the topic there, like, what, what, uh, you know, how, how do we, how do we take risks during these times? But, you know, what I think you were also really talking about is, and I use the word leveling up. Now's our time yeah. to level up, and the way we level up is by spending some me time. Like, hey, I, you know. 
it's as easy as like a, a functional task, like cleaning your car. Like you get out, it's a nice day on the weekend. You're like, I'm gonna wash my car, I'm gonna vacuum, I'm gonna clean it, I'm gonna do it all. You have pride in that afterwards. You, yeah. you sit in your car, you're like, yes, you know, it's clean, everything's beautiful. It's got that sort of, you know, freshness about it. And it might be a really silly analogy. The other analogy, I was talking with my daughter the other day, which is just around practice like, you know, the importance of enjoying the practice, like practice and practice and practice and practice so you get good, but enjoy that, right? Like just keep, yeah. keep enjoying the fact that you're working to level up and practicing more. So, you know, updating your LinkedIn uh, uh, profile doesn't mean that you're looking for a new job, but it does no. mean that you have an opportunity to say, last time I touched this thing was 10 years ago when it came out. Great, yeah. my bio, thanks very much, but what am I doing? So yeah, yeah. or even reinvent maybe. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just, through, if you want to measure it by fixing it up or you want to measure it by, you know, I'm going to spend 20 minutes on that today. Yeah. You can yeah. do it that way too. You know, That's I'm just good. going to spend 20 minutes on this today. So I, I just want to get this last thought out of you. It's my last question. I wasn't planning for it, but you dropped the word leader. We've been talking about anxiety and I thought, bing, there's my connector, leadership. I'm a leader, you're a leader, there's business leaders, there's team leaders out there, there's entrepreneurs. You know, what are some best, call it, thoughts, practices, or for things for us to be mindful of or thoughtful about when it comes down to leading people during these times, I mean, we are leading people that are dealing with anxiety. We might as leaders be dealing with anxiety ourselves. Thoughts about that? I mean, what can we do? Okay, so you know what? I got, I got a thought for each of the three points I mentioned, actually. Okay. So the first one is, um, how can presence help a leader? Presence can help a leader because if the leader is anxious or has their own anxiety that they're not able to look at, and they're not able to examine, then they are going to be the one who's stressing about the future or agonizing about the past. And they're not going to be any help to any of their um, uh, followers, any other staff members, any of their peers, any of their colleagues. So I would say for a leader, you want to be able to get, you know, what you and I would call get your shit together before you get in there and start managing others. So that's number one. You know, get your house in order. Like that. Level yeah. up, you know? Yeah, um, get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, and listen, I know that's hard for people, but if you can't, which I have patience for and lots of people, you know, people say, I can't, then you know what? Delegate it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Look for that person in your team who's right. putting up their hand, man, and throw it out to them. Yeah. Look bluntly, I, I am, and this is going to sound controversial. That's what I want to, that was a word I was looking for earlier. Uh, I'm in a little bit of this position. It's time to pull up your big boy and your big girl pants. Like oh it's time for all of us to stay away from my pants, Gregory. Right? To rise up, to take it on, to work hard, to grit, to grind, to 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 to. That doesn't mean we have to hold it together one hundred percent. We could have no. our crack days, but it is to say the resilience we are going to build as leaders and individuals is going to be through how we navigate and deal and the choices we make through these times. Absolutely. And, and I think that uh, a big part of our ability to be present uh, begins with being able to say, um, number one, uh, you know what, if this isn't happening in my team, I'm going to raise my hand. Okay. okay. Employee. Yeah. So, you know what, I'll do it. Or the leader says, hey, man, I need you to take care of this for me. 
and then you figure it out, you know, and, and yeah. this, uh, this autonomy and this thing that everybody craves. Um, for leaders, what does it mean to expectations? Well, of yourself and of others. I mean, there are things that are going on in people's homes that we don't get. You know, again, I was talking before about my kid's teacher. We didn't know he had a two-year-old. Um, well, now we do. Now everything makes a lot more sense. So um, being able to understand uh, that, you you know, if you're the kind of person who's made this commitment to work and starting at 8.30 in the morning, um, we maybe, you know, it makes sense to not have necessarily the same expectations of others. I was watching something on the CBC yesterday about teachers. Here's a teacher who has to run her online class while her kid's teacher is running their online class with them and she has to be the parent to the, to the students as they're in the school while she's the teacher. And the, it, this is madness. Who's going to be able to, you know, watch our expectations of others, leaders? Um, thirdly, um, big actions. You know, try something new. Now's the time, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so if you're a leader and you've been wondering when you can make your impact, you know, here it is. Now's the that. time. Yeah. Throw it out there. You got your idea. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, there's some uh, industries where you can't do that. If you're in manufacturing, you can't say, woo-ha, let's make a new car now. Um, but um, the vast majority of business in Canada certainly is services industries. And uh, maybe we can find different and alternative ways to deliver our services. Maybe this is the kick in the ass that, you know, 25-year-old software company needs to modify. Maybe this is the kick in the ass um, the education industry needs to uh, get up to speed with technology, right? Um, maybe this is the time for some big action. So I would say those are my three things for leaders. Very cool. Very cool. I want to end this with just your uh, thoughts and maybe uh, um, 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 uh, explanation of this. You'll know what I'm talking about once I said it. But there is no difference between anxiety and excitement. You heard this before? Uh of course, well, excitement is indeed a form of anxiety. Uh, there's certainly right. no question. Right. Um, excitement is uh, 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 your inability to, you know, has it, uh, anxiety is about the, the impact that it has on your behavior, the impact that a stressor has on your behavior, good or bad. Um, you know, I know a lot of people in my life who, like myself, who has anxiety challenges, but sometimes the anxiety is good. Like, you know, the feeling when you're flying down on a roller coaster, if you like that feeling, uh, I don't always, but maybe sometimes, you know, that's anxiety as well. Um, uh, exhilaration, uh, running into the ocean with your kids for the first time. Uh, these are all things that are, uh, that are share a strong overlap with anxiety. Um, mm. And I think that you're outlining this helps us understand the inevitability and quite frankly, the manageability of anxiety, but it doesn't come without practice. Of course, practice, you know, that, that, that is the best way to sort of end today's episode, which is none of this stuff happens without practice. Thank you for clarifying and explaining that the fact that there is a correlation between anxiety and excitement, and excitement is a form of anxiety, and I love your analogy around running in the ocean with your kids or like going down that roller coaster because I think the majority of us related and went, oh my gosh, that same feeling I had there is also kind of the same feeling here, but there's a different perception. I love the word, uh, the word exhilaration is one yeah. that I often use because it is, you know, it can be anxiety provoking. You know, if you've ever done anything like, I, I don't like roller coasters, but I've gone on Space Mountain with my kids, Disney World. 
I did not. I mean, I was not happy I did it in the end. But that, that, there was a fine line between exhilaration and sort of, okay, I'm not really loving this right now, but yeehaw, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Stephen, you are always filled with thoughts and wisdom and, um, you know, intelligence. Uh, I appreciate being part of your life. I appreciate you being Likewise. part of my life. Uh, Likewise. Thank you for being part of the crew at Wits here because you add so much to what we do. And uh, we're definitely going to do this. I, I read you the list of topics earlier where I said I want to talk to you about these different topics. We wanted to do a little more of a condensed show today. Uh, but thank you for joining us. We're going to be back with more. Absolutely. For everyone watching, don't forget to uh, click that subscribe button down below. Don't forget to add your comments. Uh, don't forget to uh, share and tag. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will see you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Click down below, guys.